Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to The Fitness Show. Today we got a lot of fun things to talk about, surfing, swimming, golfing, some success stories, blah, blah, blah. But I am going to start out by giving you a little more scoop on my new book, My Noisy Cancer Comeback, Running at the Mouth While Running for My Life. So I've been working on this book for over a year now, exactly about a year. I started writing it while I was in the midst of chemo, and you can imagine my first draft, not so good. (laughs) But anyways, I'm coming to the final stretch, and this book, I believe, will be released in October. I'm going to put it on pre-sale in September. It will be released in uh, hardcover, paperback, ebook, and audiobook. So you will be able to have an uh, autographed book in your hand to hold, to turn the pages. And then you can also hit play and listen to me blah, blah, blah in your ear for hours on end. Uh, anyways, very excited about this. Now, I've been in the studio two full-day sessions so far recording my audiobook, and I imagined it would be really tedious. And the reason being is I prefer working with live audiences. It's, I don't mind talking for hours on end. That's kind of what I do here, and it's what I do on race day or at one of my clinics or whenever I'm speaking. I, I speak a lot for a long time. However, Normally when I'm talking, like I am now, I'm ad-libbing. I'm just having a conversation. And to me, it feels like I am talking with you, not at you. And I'm not necessarily reading, uh, not necessarily suggesting that reading my audiobook is talking at you. Um, but I kind of dreaded the thought that I'd be talking and there wouldn't be someone to talk back. Anyways, I'm in a beautiful studio, um, signature sound stage. My engineer, Kevin Hunt, is a dream, a really nice guy, and I enjoy working with him. But I'm there for eight-hour days, just sitting in a chair with the microphone, and you have to be so precise. So it's not just about story time, reading a book. You have to read in a very consistent way without being too loud or too quiet, without swallowing, so people can hear that on uh, air. You can't breathe heavily. And what else? You have to be really precise. So the other day, for example, I was going through a long, tricky sentences with a bunch of S sounds. So for starters, I butchered the S sounds and we had to do a few re- a few takes of that sentence. However, when I got to the end, instead of saying when for the word W-H-E-N, I said ween. Uh, So then we have to delete the tricky S sentence and redo it. So it's very, very precise. And so people can have the option. Some people want to buy an ebook and an audiobook, and they'll sit on their couch, read the ebook, but then when they have to get in their car and go, there's a special app that will pick up where you left off in the ebook, and then you can switch directly to audio. So I love the technology. It's certainly an impressive time to be alive as far as options go. However, I have to be very, very precise. So 
Um, I've been recording about 75 pages per day. The book is slightly under 300 pages, so you get your money's worth when it does come out, but it's been an interesting process. Now, this is the funny thing. I have a cover designer who is so very talented. This is a man who's made hundreds of book covers, and every last one of them is more beautiful than the next. Uh, fell in love with his work, sought him out, was able to book him for the cover. Anyways, one of the things I really wanted for the cover of my book was a photo of me at a race. I thought this will be, you know, it, it'll tell the story of who I am and what I do. However, all of the photos I have between now and maybe last year, I wanted, you know, it's my noisy cancer comeback. So I thought maybe a bald pick would be great or a short hair pick. Um, one of the pictures of me with long flowing hair probably didn't tell the story as well. Uh, unfortunately, over the past year, all of the photos of me that are any good are just too grainy, low quality, and unusable for a book cover. <sighs> so I tried to have one taken in March at the LA Marathon. I had a photographer who said, hey, can you get me a press pass? And I referred him to a place where he could get his own press pass. But I asked, I said, listen, I'm looking for a book cover. Can you take a few pictures of me? And he said, sure. So at some point during the race, I got down on the finish line, which I normally would with the runners anyways. And I walked towards him and he took a bunch of pictures of me with my cowbell and my microphone. Sadly, when he returned those pictures, his work was absolutely beautiful. The photos were crisp and bright and lovely. However, I looked like hell. I was still in the middle of chemo and I was very, very skinny or I should say scrawny. And my, I had chemo eyes, and I just looked so bad. So I would not use those photos. And I saw, I thought, okay, I'll just try again and take one next week or the next week because I had almost every weekend of the spring booked with races, and then poof, COVID came, and all of my races disappeared, which meant all of my opportunities to take a cover shot at a finish line of a real race disappeared with them. So I booked a photographer whom I love. It's a guy I've worked with many times over. He's taken a ton of great studio shots of me. And I hired him to take the cover photo. And I also hired a makeup artist. So she comes in and I had a spray tan that day. And mind you, I do spray tans a lot. I'm transparent. I'm so Irish. And I never go and get real sun exposure because I've had two melanoma deaths in my family. So I'm, I'm smart. So I get the spray tan, but which I never let my face get as brown as my body. I always kind of wash my face off before the rest of it. And then I use makeup, which makes my face more normal. Anyways, makeup artist made my face as brown as my body. And I looked and I said, oh, this is a little dark for me. Can you tone it down? But she had already done the majority of the makeup. So she tried to tone it down a bit and I was still uncomfortable with it, but you know, with the flash of the camera, we thought perhaps it will lighten my skin back to where it's supposed to be. And we took these photos. And after the photo shoot, photographer sends me some proofs. And he shares a picture he thinks is best. And so I look and I agree that, yeah, that's the best one in the lot. But I'm uncomfortable with it. I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with the look on my face. I'm certainly not covered with my comfortable with the weird color of my skin. Uh, from the makeup and I say hey can you lighten this up and, and and you can really do a lot with Photoshop just to lighten your skin 
anyways, I was asking some friends, I asked my family, hey, what do you think about this photo? And everyone's like, oh, it's great. You look so fantastic. Oh, your skin, your makeup looks flawless. And so even though I was uncomfortable with it, I thought, all right, well, everybody likes it. And I did hire the photographer and I did hire the makeup artist. So I guess I'll just go with it. I mean, it was a, it was a significant expense, right? And everyone seemed to like the photo. So I take the photo and I provide it to my cover designer. Now, the cover designer is from Croatia. He speaks fabulous English. However, he's lacking some of the little nuances of our social norms, I should say. So I sent him the photo. He creates a cover, but he gives me a warning in advance. He goes, listen, I created a draft, but I'm unhappy with it. Said, okay, and mind you, the photo of me is I got my cowbell and my microphone. My mouth's kind of open. I think I look kind of happy, but anyways, <laughs> I say, well, what do you not like about this draft? Is it the color scheme I chose or is it my image? He said, can I be honest with you as your best friend? <laughs> I said, okay, as my best friend, shoot. And he goes, this photo is repulsive to me. <laughs> repulsive and I got it and I just died laughing and I was also so relieved because I thought oh thank goodness I'm getting an honest response in this photo and then he follows up he goes your eyes look demonic and I rolled on the floor and so I, usually if somebody tells you you look repulsive to them and your eyes look demonic you might be offended but not this girl, because all I could think was finally someone told me the truth. My instincts about this being the wrong photo were dead on. So anyways, I said, listen, I could retake the photo. He said, yes, you must retake the photo. This is terrible. It looks forced. Okay. So fortunately, I had another photographer, um, Rebecca Herrera, who's taken some beautiful photography for my Morning Mile program. I've seen her do photos of other like individuals and families outdoors. So talented. And the other guy's very talented too. I just normally use him as studio stuff. So I reached out to Rebecca and she was thankfully available. And we went out and we took a photo and I'm very happy with it. And um, sent it to my cover designer and he agreed that it was not repulsive, nor did I look demonic. So I have a cover of my book. I'm really happy with it. And everyone else seems happy with it too. Now, mind you, I cannot rely on anybody else's opinions because... I don't know who's telling me the truth and who's not. And here's a little backtrack is some of the people who previously told me the original image was great said, oh, yeah, I really didn't like it. Oh, my gosh. Shaking my head here. So um, follow your instincts, folks. I wish I would have followed mine from the get go and I would have had a little more time. Uh, but yeah. And then the other thing is be honest with people, especially if they're pouring resources into a project or it's going to represent them personally, professionally, whatever it is, you owe it to your friends, your family to tell the truth. And so I've never been so grateful for someone to call me repulsive in my entire life. And so if you haven't done it yet, if you go to Fitness on Facebook or Instagram, I've revealed a video with my book cover on it and you'll start to see it more often because I'm very excited about this book. It's time to start telling the world about it. It's a uh, memoir of my 16-month battle with can breast cancer, and I don't just go into the uh, the real raw 
details of what I went through, but how it collides or collided with my massive race schedule, which ricocheting across the country while sick and exhausted and so forth was pretty interesting. So um, I've had quite a few beta readers, people, my race directors and so forth have read it in order to review it, give me some endorsements or not, but everyone has chosen and they all really love it. So I hope you will get yourself a copy and love it too. And I would like to invite you to be part of my book army. That means if you feel strongly about me or providing information and hope to people with cancer and you love the running industry, if you'll share the book once it comes out, you know, tell people about it, that would that would be great. If you don't want to, I totally understand. But um, I've worked very, very hard on it. And I hope you enjoy it and about 7 million other people enjoy it too. So uh, the non-repulsive girl moves on. Last week, I was on vacation with my family again in St. Augustine Beach, and I had the opportunity to go surfing again, and uh, I talked about it in the last podcast, I believe, but I love surfing now, and I went out one evening when the waves were pretty rough. It had been storming all day, and the the storm had passed, and I thought, okay, we'll get some good-sized waves, so I hit the ocean with this board. And normally I wear, uh, or lately I should say, within the past year I've purchased swimsuits with the brand Jolyn. It's J-O-L-Y-N. I do not work for or with this brand. I just really like their products. And I wear bikinis. I'm a two-piece girl. Anyways, I've always wondered why the bottoms are so snug. They're not tight on me, but they fit snugly. And I wear them swimming laps for exercise, and then I wear them to loiter on the beach, but On this particular night, like a doofus, before I went out to surf in the very rough ocean, the big waves, I decided not to wear my Jolin swimsuit. I wore the Jolin bikini top, but I chose a bottom from Target. I do a little mix and match thing. That's my MO as far as swimsuits go. So I put on the black bikini bottom from Target, which is just a regular swimsuit, not a sporty swimsuit, and then I go out. Now, I spend... 80% of my time just trying to get out to the point beyond where the, uh, the surf breaks. The water is so rough. I'm being tossed and turned and just desperately trying to get to point B so I could get on my board. But what I ended up doing for most of that time was pulling up my swimsuit bottom. It kept being yanked off by the ocean. These waves were rough. And um, I'm sure all the surfers on the beach got a great look at my tush. Not only um, when I was walking out or at least trying to walk out, it was dragging me down, tossing me under, always ripping off my bottoms. But the second I jumped onto my board on my belly, my uh, my swimsuit would come down and my tush would stick out. And I, I was up there t- like hanging on for my life and with one hand and then pulling the other Uh, my swimsuit up with the other hand. And that brings me to this subject. I reached out on Fitness on Facebook, my social media channel, and said, hey, what kind of swimsuits do you guys like? Because I had that aha moment while fighting for my life and my dignity out in the ocean to keep my bum covered. The Jolin Snug Swimsuit had a purpose. Ah, finally got it. It was snug so it would not come off while we were being athletic. So whether you're swimming or surfing or water skiing 
or uh, playing water polo, whatever it is, a snug bottom makes sense. I like JoLynn, but I asked others. Now, I didn't get any men response, respond, but I've got a few of my um, female followers did respond. So Dana Sabodka said she really likes Athleta, and they make great rash guards too. So swimsuits and rash guards Athleta. Sarah Papio, she said she liked Fused Hawaii. So I looked on that website. I saw a lot of regular clothes, and I saw only a few um, swimsuits, but she really likes them, and she's an athletic girl. She's very athletic, so I'm sure whatever they have is probably pretty good. Chrissy Bergeron Lyons said she likes swimsuits from Title IX and Land's End, and those are great brands. Um, I don't think I have anything from either line, but I've heard nothing but good things. And I believe both of them make some suits with some modest coverage, too. So it's something to consider. Uh, Leanne Dodge, she said she liked dolphin one-piece swimsuits. And that leads me to believe that, of course, Speedo is a leader in uh, swimming sportswear. So it does matter. We talk a lot about function when it comes to fitness apparel. In fact, we probably talk a lot about appearance, you know, fashion but it's got to be functional. You know, you don't want a sports bra that's really cute but allows your boobs to bounce all over the place while you're running a race. You don't want that. You want your boobs to be held down and supported and then have it be cute. I mean, when we're prioritizing things, that's what you want. When we're running, we want to make sure our shorts do not chafe. They're comfortable, allow for a great range of motion, and then also we want the shorts to look good, right? So, Function over fashion. Uh, these brands that I've mentioned, I think, do a great job of providing function and fashion. And while I have a ton, I have had a ton of swimsuits from Target and Hollister and uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. Those are probably not swimsuits that I should be trying to get on a surfboard in rough seas in front of a bunch of surfers. So function first when it comes to fitness apparel. And guys. Hey, share with me. I would love to hear what it's like to be a guy out doing athletic things in the water. I remember my son, when he was a little guy, he would complain on a few beach weekends that he was getting a rash on his inner thighs from the sand um, chafing. You know, the, uh, So we, we started buying him biker shorts to wear underneath his uh, swim trunks. So there's got to be some sort of rhyme or reason for men too, and I would love to hear it. I don't know because I am not a guy, nor do I dress like one, but y'all have information that's valid and I'd love to share it. Next up, I wanted to address, I go to, I take my, my perfect angel of a dog out almost every morning and most nights to a park near my house. We get in the car, we drive a few miles to it, and it's got a big trail and uh, the trail goes around soccer fields, baseball fields, tennis courts, but it also has a big patch of woods and within the woods, there is a disc golf course, and there's always tons of people out playing disc golf. It used to be kind of a good amount, you know, maybe 10 people here or there, but since COVID struck and people were not allowed to go do other things, disc golf has become really, really popular. So I've yet to play it, but basically it looks like a golf course, and you start on a little green pad, and you throw your disc X amount distance as far as you can towards your, you know, your target. And instead of having a hole in the ground, it has this uh, basket, a chain link basket on a pole. 
And so you're aiming to launch your disc into that basket. And there are people of all ages, literally, I've seen little kids and I've seen people who look like in their 80s out there and they're getting good exercise. You know, they're actually walking. I haven't seen disc golf uh, devolve into a cart riding sport yet. Hopefully it does not because the walking part is really good. Um, but people have all sorts of equipment too. They have their special disc golf bags that are kind of wide and they've got these pockets on the outside. You can play with just one disc and I think you could buy one disc for about eight bucks. And I know this because I asked one of the golfers, um, but some of them have bags full of 20 discs and I guess there's different weights and sizes. I don't know. Um, but it looks like a really fun activity. And so I am a rowdy kind of fitness person. I like paddleboarding. I like surfing. I like ball sports. I like running around and getting my knees dirty, for lack of a better description. However, not everyone wants to do that. Maybe you just want to go out leisurely, move your body, walk around, socialize with people you like, and do something that's fun and deliberate. I think disc golf is a really cool activity. I know they have um, disc golf facilities. What's it called? I can't remember the name of the place. You probably know exactly what I'm talking about. And you're yelling it into your car stereo or at your phone. You're saying, Fitz, it's called this, this. There's a popular business that caters to disc golfers. But maybe just look on your uh, GPS device and locate disc golf nearby. And hopefully it'll be an outdoor place where you can go. I think you go to any sporting goods store or definitely go on one of the online shopping places Order yourself a disc golf disc, get one, and just go give it a try. Um, but I really think it could be a nice solution to get a lot more people up and active. And um, this industry has to be booming thanks to coronavirus. So that's another thing I want you to do. And if you go do disc golfing, take photos. I want to see them. And um, besides disc golfing, I want you to try something new. We've been talking about the Try Anything Triathlon, where you stick three different activities together and boom, you made your own triathlon. Doesn't have to be swimming, biking, or running. Um, but then just try some new activities, things you haven't done before. Horseback riding, paragliding, uh, regular golf. Why don't you, you could just go to a driving range and get a golf club and whack the balls. You can rent that equipment. You don't need to own anything. But try something new and then report back to me, share photos, because I want to see what you're doing and maybe you'll inspire me to do it too. Next up, I am so proud of you all. And, you know, just like I'm so proud of my kids, I'm so proud of my fitness followers and those of you who use the exact formula for weight loss with great success and those of you who are getting out and still hitting it hard, whether it's at the gym or in your living room or out in the neighborhood, it's it's so inspiring. And I know so many of you have accomplished so many great things. So I'm going to use you as a little bit of inspiration for anyone listening because, you know, you're walking the walk and seeing the great results. I posted a question on my Hottie Body Fitness channel uh, Facebook group and said, hey, what have you accomplished since becoming a hottie? Now, mind you, all of you are invited to be a hottie if you are looking to get in better shape than you are now, possibly lose weight, possibly gain healthy weight, whatever it is. If you have uh, fitness goals and you need some support, I'm your girl. It's free to join and our people are the best people. All right, so I'm starting. After I asked that question, first person to respond was Carol DeYoung. 
She said, since she's became a hottie, I've ran nine half marathons and made the best of friends. Nine half marathons. That's a lot of half marathons. And I've seen Carol do it. In fact, I've welcomed her through her finish line. She's a fantastic runner and she's really a good friend. In fact, she lives in uh, Michigan and she is a little bit of the ringleader. So she gathers the girls to get in the car and take a road trip to the races. And she books the hotel or the Airbnb. Um, Carol's a superstar fitness. She's a jock and she's a great friend and I love her. Mimi Tran. She says at the beginning of quarantine, she was 148 pounds, and by changing how she ate, she's now down to 128 pounds. Woohoo! That was her sound. Um, she's done 71 marathons and 49 half marathons. And she says, with your exercise, help me become stronger, still working on my speed. Um, and then uh, Mimi said that she loves Rudy and I, and we see Mimi at the Los Angeles Marathon every year, and she's just a delight, and we're very proud of her. Next up, Kim Sharoff. She's in New York, I think Long Island, and she said, I've completed a couple of duathlons, and I'm training for her first triathlon. Um, hers was postponed due to COVID, but I know she's still training hard, and Kim has done a lot more than just a couple of duathlons. Kim has done a ton of races, and... Yeah, she's in, she works with children who have, um, I guess, behavioral obstacles in school. Kim, sorry if I'm butchering that, but she's a great girl. And we got to hang out last time we were at a Disney race. Uh, Robert Schultz, who has lost a ton of weight, and he's one of those guys who went from kind of heavy guy to super jock. Robert gets up every single morning and he runs or bikes or swims. He strength trains. He literally went from completely out of shape to the guy who does almost the right thing all the time and eats lost, uh, lots of bacon. <laughs> and you know what? His wife lives in Africa and he goes over to visit her, right? Uh, he, she's temporary, temporarily there, but he trains over there. He's exercising in the airport. He does, you know, he gets it. He gets it. He's going to be fit guy for life. And he takes awesome fitness selfies. But Robert says, I've done a lot of races, etc. I think, though, being with Timothy Powell at the 2020 Walt Disney World Marathon when he crossed the finish line was one of his favorites. Um, so, yeah, Robert does a ton of things on his own, but he's a tremendous supporter of other people. And he did. He did all 26.2 miles with Timothy Powell, whom also has lost over 100 pounds. Timothy is crushing it, and he's a... Uh, He's a school teacher and, you know, just a guy who gets up at 4 a.m. to hit the gym before he goes deals with teenagers all day. So tipping my hat to both of those gentlemen. Elise Donabedian. Elisa, I know I've, we need to talk about your last name. Um, but she's restarting. She had accomplished a whole bunch as a hottie previously. And then she trailed off and did something else for a while. But she's got serious with the exact formula for late exact formula for weight loss. And probably in about, I think, five weeks, she's down 10 pounds. She's walking or swimming every day and feeling better already. So, so proud of you, Elise. Katie Stefaniak, part of the dynamic duo of Katie and Jason Stefaniak, who has also accomplished tremendous things. But Katie says she has run six half marathons and completed two triathlons in the last five years. She's made a ton of great friends. Um, she says she's tried many activities that she may not have had the courage to try prior to joining this group. 
Her future goals are to continue to get down to her goal weight and complete Dopey at least once. And if you're unfamiliar with Dopey, it's one of those crazy challenges. This one's at Disney where you do a 5K on Thursday, 10K Friday, half marathon Saturday, and full marathon on Sunday. What's not Dopey about that? Next up, my old sorority sister from the University of Florida, Jennifer Blumetti. Um, she says, I ran my very first race ever in 2017. It was a 5K, and this year she ran her very first marathon, and I got to see her finish it. It was awesome. She's still working on being more consistent with strength training and nutrition, and she's planning on doing a virtual duathlon. And I, I think virtual duathlons and triathlons are fantastic choices, especially for those who are freaked out by getting in the water with a ton of other people or getting in a fresh water you can do a virtual triathlon, aqua bike, and do it in a place that's convenient and enticing to you. So jump on that, and you can earn the same medal you would if you were at a real-life event. Christina Kasperzak said, I got my black belt in 2018. Once this COVID stuff wraps up, she's going back to, taekwon she's going back to taekwondo to train towards her second-degree black belt. And uh, sure. Why not, Christina? Why not get your second degree? And that gives you the right and privilege to whack anyone in the head who needs official whacking. Um, she feels like it's going to be a long time before her school can open properly, though. Um, her next fitness goal is to get through a complete dopey, which she missed by 1.5 miles in this January. Um, so if the 2020 events go on, that's going to be... Uh, her on her list of things to do and if not she'll hit it in 2020 or 2022. Lori Weiner oh my gosh Lori has done everything Lori never stops running and she probably needs to uh, replace the foundation on her home because the amount of metal she owns is probably cracking it right now. Um, Lori says she's lost 30 pounds and um, right away as she became a hottie she got serious about the exact formula for weight loss so she lost 30 pounds then which she's kept it off um she's run dopey twice she finished her 100th half marathon last year and she's done more and she's 12 days away from running um her first non-disney marathon uh she's encouraged a few hotties as they are training for and ran their first half marathon and marathon and made several awesome friends. She sure has. Lori is a friend to everybody. And um, I adore seeing her at events. And by the way, I prefer it when you all come to the races I announce. It's nice that you do other races too. But most importantly, it's important that you show up to my events. And um, let me give you hugs. And speaking of hugs, sometimes I will dance with you across the finish line. And Richard Green is one of my hotties who I have the luxury I think we have danced twice across the finish line tango and Richard is a fantastic dancer and he is historically um, done I guess his Latin dancing is that what we call it with his wife Laura so he says my wife's been ill for the better part of the year um, she didn't have anything simple or easy to treat um, so anyways he, he's gained 40 pounds. So I'm a little bummed about that because Richard, I felt, was going to be impenetrable and he would never gain what, any of the weight back because he's, you know, very smart, very disciplined. Um, but it must have been very stressful. But he's serious now that he's going to take off that same 40 pounds. Um, so he's reorganizing his life. 
to be able to do it all. He's the working guy and he takes care of the house and he's with the Civil Air Patrol and, you know, taking good care of his wife. So, um, Richard, this is your, uh, this is both a slap on the wrist and a high five because I know you're going to get the 40 pounds off and you're going to get back into the body and the life you wanted and you earned. And his wife, thankfully, Laura is now stable. So I, I'm wishing her well. And I hope you both have many healthy, happy days, hopefully back on the dance floor as soon as possible. Butch Rivera, he's a new hottie, but he said he got this done over the weekend. And that was a triathlon, a super sprint triathlon. And I can vouch that they're super fun, the super sprint. It's shorter distance, twice the fun. Laura Wright says, I got a hip replacement in January. And since then, I've been moving and grooving. I'm also down 50 poor, 54, I'm just butchering my words now. I'm also down 54 pounds thanks to the exact formula and all of that moving. Um, and I commented, I said, Laura, oh my gosh, that's a huge amount of weight. Have you gone shopping? And she said, I'm feeling awesome, better than I have in a long time. I still have 20 more pounds to lose, but I know I'll get there. And as for the wardrobe, some new items, but I've been digging out items from my closet that, haven't, that she hasn't seen in a while because they didn't fit. And that is a very fun thing to do, shrink back into clothes that you've grown out of. Oh, and here's the deal. Once you shrink back into the clothes, you have to get rid of your larger clothes. The clothes that you're now too small for, get rid of them because you don't want to have any wiggle room. If you gain back 5 pounds, 10 pounds, and all, none of your clothes fit, you'll have no choice but to lose the weight. And I hope you don't just buy bigger clothes because that's a... A ridiculous thing to do to yourself that just sets you up for comfort in a newer bigger weight so don't buy bigger clothes uh, Anthony Wilk he said all said and done the exact formula for weight loss has assisted me in losing 100 pounds he quit smoking drinking and started running he completed his first 10k and half during this time he found a home at the gym and now wears tank tops every day. <gasps> I love that because here's the deal. So many people refuse to wear tank tops or shorts because they're embarrassed about their arms or their knees. And how many times have I said it? A million. Get over it. Nobody on planet Earth cares about your arms or knees but you. And you have to wear fitness clothes that are functional. If you're wearing long black stretchy pants on a hot day, you're going to do half the distance than you would wearing appropriate clothes such as shorts. So again, get past it. Nobody cares about your knees. If you think, oh, my arms are flabby or my arms are this, whatever. Nobody cares. And do I sound dismissive? Yes. Am I dismissive? Yes. You got to get over that. It's, it's harmful to you. So put on a tank top and go do extraordinary things with your arms being free in warm weather and then eventually you will love the way you look and feel in a tank top. So I love that he said that. He's wearing tank tops. Um, and nothing beats the inspiration he's found from the hotties along the way. His next goal is his first marathon in February. I have no doubt Anthony will have no problem with the marathon. Last but not least, Lynn Waller. She said she's slowly losing weight and doing some runs to get ready for the virtual Disney Wine and Dine in November. Love that she has something special to train for, and I wish she could be running through uh, Epcot Center, but next year, Lynn, it'll come. So folks, so many of you are accomplishing extraordinary things, 
Um, but that's not good enough. I want all of you to be accomplishing extraordinary things. So if you're what we call a lurker, you're peeking in on my social media accounts and listening to my messages and you've read about the exact formula for weight loss on fitness.com and you know what to do but you're not doing it, you're just lurking and watching everybody else pass you by and be successful without you, well, stop. Stop. Start joining in. Don't wait because life doesn't get any easier as we get older. We have to make it easier. We have to push our own envelopes. If you want to sit on the couch, get up anyways. You know, get a dog. Get a dog that has insane energy and will chew up your entire house if you don't walk that dog. Do not bring bags of cookies into your house or bags of Doritos. I'm not saying you can't have a cookie, but only put yourself in position to have one cookie because if you have to stare a bag of cookies in the face, there's a good chance that bag of cookies is going to disappear in one or two days, maybe like half a day. So um, take good care of yourself. Health matters. And again, this corona thing is not an excuse for gaining weight. It is not an excuse for being sedentary. In fact, more people have more flexibility now because entertainment options are closed, restaurants are closed, so many of our companies are closed, and my whole livelihood is closed down. I can't be on a plane for 30 weekends a year now, so what am I going to do? I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to sit on the damn couch. I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk or run or swim or dance or lift weights. I'm going to get outside and I'm going to move. And I expect no less from you. And if you have a hard time encouraging yourself to go do those things that you know you should be doing, put a little Fitzy on your shoulder. That's right. I come in miniature size. There's a four-inch version of me in your mind. You put it right on your shoulder and allow that Fitzy to poke you in the chest and say, get your butt up and go do the thing you need to do. And if you look in the fridge and you're going to get something that's not so good for you, listen, the Fitzy on your shoulder will inspire you to make a better choice. All right, folks, so thanks for listening today. Your very repulsive podcast host loves you so much. Thanks for sharing your success stories. And again, if you have any questions or ideas for podcasts moving forward, I would love to hear from you. If you haven't already done so, follow me at Fitzness on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I don't know. Come to my house. I don't care. (laughs) I love you guys so much. Get to work, team. Bye. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to gift the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children the chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, morning milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The morning mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting morningmile.com champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities that's morningmile.com long may you run